Welcome to the Big Dreams Great Teams podcast with me, your host, Paula Maidens. I'm a mum of two, a hiring and leadership coach, speaker, ex-corporate recruiter and serial entrepreneur who is obsessed with teaching capable business owners just like you how to become graceful and powerful leaders surrounded by a team who perform like rock stars. On this podcast, we'll be talking about all things people, business and leadership because Big dreams need great teams. You simply cannot do it on your own. I'm excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Big Dreams Great Teams podcast. Today, we're talking about performance enhancing conversations. Now, I purposely didn't say dealing with poor performance or having a difficult conversation. Today's topic, these conversations are the conversations that you need to have when things feel okay, but you wish they were better. The person is doing okay, but you wish they were doing more. You know, when their performance is meh and you wanted it to be something better, something different, you're feeling a little bit disappointed and you probably don't know how to have this conversation in a really positive way and you might be feeling a little bit of fear around saying anything because you don't want to make the situation bad or worse because at the moment it's okay and okay is better than bad. So talking to a lot of my clients about this, when somebody is okay but there's a niggle in your belly where you wish they were doing more. You wish they were doing things a little bit better. You wish they were doing things in a slightly different way. This is where a lot of people get stuck and they don't know how to have a conversation in a way that's graceful and energizing. And so that's what we're dealing with today. And it's easy to sit and get stuck in the questions of, Am I greedy wanting more? Should I just accept that okay is good enough? You know, are my expectations of wanting more actually unreasonable expectations? And it's easy to get stuck in those questions. And the reality is, is you can't answer any of those questions on your own. You need to have a conversation with somebody else from that place of wanting to support them to perform more, to enhance their performance, to actually find out, well, is what I'm asking for, is what I was hoping for reasonable or unreasonable? So that's what we're diving into today. We're diving into performance enhancing conversations. So how you can take an okay team member, an average team member, someone who you're like, yeah, they're good, they're fine, and make them even better to support them to turn into one of those people that you brag about who's absolutely awesome. Now, before we dive into that conversation, I want to talk about what this conversation isn't. This conversation, a performance-enhancing conversation, it's not an attack, you know, giving somebody a piece of your mind or having a go at them. It's not a blurt out of all the things that have built up in your belly over the last couple of months or the last couple of weeks that finally you need to get out and say. It's none of those things because if you've ever been on the receiving end of one of those one-sided conversations where somebody talks at you and they're giving you a piece of their mind, you'll know that those conversations certainly don't feel like They're positively framed and intended to enhance your relationship. They feel like an attack because, frankly, they are. Whereas a performance-enhancing conversation, so the type of conversations that we're talking about today and the type of conversations I want to see you having regularly are two-sided conversations with the aim 
of supporting somebody to improve. I want you to think of it as helping somebody to run faster. The person is already running, even if it's just like a baby shuffle that's not, you know, marathon running, but they're already running in the right direction and you want to support them to sprint. You want to support them to keep going in that direction even faster, even better. When we think of it that way, your mindset and your intention needs to be really positive. It needs to come into this conversation in a really positive way because the person is already heading in the right direction. They're showing potential. Perhaps they're taking the long, windy road and the wrong route rather than the straight path to get to the destination. Or perhaps they could be wearing better shoes or perhaps they're tripping over their laces because maybe they didn't check them before they started running. But overall, they are running in the right direction. And, you know, this conversation is about helping them to get better, to be better, to be faster, to get to the destination, to get to the outcome in a better way. Now, what I see happening all the time in business is the business owner, the entrepreneur, not noticing the full picture of how someone is performing and hyper-focusing in and down on what's going wrong. So coming back to my running analogy, seeing the person trip over their laces and making it about the fact that they've fallen because their shoelaces were untied and making that be the be-all and end-all, almost coming up with a binary decision, oh, they're not doing so well. And what I see happening all the time is exactly that, like viewing your team member's performance in a binary way, like loving them one day because, you know, they're doing so well and they're kicking all the goals and then really feeling down on them the next day because, you know, they've tripped over because, you know, their shoelace was undone. So, you know, this whole they're amazing or they're terrible without pausing to actually look at the whole picture. And Often when we see people as amazing or terrible, then we end up just accepting in the middle because we kind of get almost exhausted with the emotion, the emotional extremes of, yeah, they're amazing. They hit all their deadlines this week. Or, you know, I've seen this mistake and my brain wants to hyper-focus on this mistake. Whereas actually when we pause, pull back, look at the full bigger picture, then we're able to actually truly see where the person is. And maybe they're average, maybe they're on the right track, but they're not where we want them to be yet. So again, coming back to my running analogy, maybe the person's fallen over on the road because their shoelace was undone, but looking at the whole picture, they're running in the right direction, they've got the right shoes on, they're doing the right things. Maybe their shoelace wasn't done up before they started. Maybe it was, or maybe they didn't tie the lace tight enough. You see what I mean? It's interesting because, you know, this all or nothing way of looking at some of our teams, when we allow ourselves to move into that thinking of how is this person performing? Are they performing to my highest expectations? Maybe they've been feeling okay or average up until this point. Are they performing to your highest expectations? Which is one of the questions that I ask my clients. Are these people performing to your highest expectations? If you close your eyes and you allow yourself to dream about what amazingly supportive people around you are doing, are they doing that? Then what I see happening is that sort of dropping to, well, no, this person isn't very good or this person is awesome some days, but then they're not so good on other days. And often this kind of like extreme movement or extreme flipping of how we feel about someone on our team is often fueled by almost like a lack of confidence within you, the business owner. 
because sometimes you're not sure about if you've hired the right person. You're not sure if the business can actually afford somebody to be doing that role. Maybe you're not sure about your business as a whole in that moment. Maybe revenue's taken a dip or something's changed and you're starting to wonder actually if the team or the business really needs that person. Maybe, you know, it's a questioning about do I have the right to actually ask or want somebody to work in a certain way and should I just be grateful that I've got someone that's okay? So with each person on your team, you always want to make sure that you're taking at least once a month is my recommendation, taking stock of the bigger picture view of them and you're assessing, you know, someone on the scale of being awesome versus terrible. And based on where they fall in between the scale, and let, let's put some proper language around the terms. So whether they're a high performer or a poor performer, someone's going to fall somewhere on that scale. And we want to be having encouraging, very clear conversations that are truly focused and prepared and strategic, supporting them to enhance their performance along that scale. You want to be having these conversations often And you want to be having them in a way whereby it's totally normal that we are always improving, where, you know, setting a culture and setting an environment on your team, in your business, that we're always talking about how we can improve as an individual, as a team, and as a business. So if we go back to our runner, let's say this new person has joined your team and they're okay at running, but to be a high performer on your team, they would need to be great at sprinting. Now, when you are having conversations with them about their performance, about how they were going, if you only talk to them the whole time about how they're the slowest in the group and comparing them to the best sprinter, then that would be demotivating. However, if you only praised them for how much they've improved each day, each week, then that might make them complacent. So it's a balance. It's a balance between acknowledging their progress, acknowledging their improvement, and discussing and analyzing together where they are against where they need to be, and analyzing and discussing what they need to continue to improve or to take leaps of improvement to turn into a high performer. And those sort of conversations are positive, encouraging, and also realistic. So that's what you want to be doing with your team. That's the type of conversations you want to be having regularly with your team. And I call these performance-enhancing conversations. So let's break those down. Now, to have these conversations well, it'll come down to three things, your mindset, your intention, and your language. So your mindset, your intention, and your language. Now, I faced this recently with an assistant who wasn't showing up in the right way. She 100% could do the job. Her skill, her experience, it was all unquestionably there. However, some deadlines weren't getting met and some of her communication was lacking to the level that I wanted it to be. So I needed to talk to her about it. So my mindset going into that conversation was, I know that I've made a good hire here. So this is a positive conversation where we're going to explore what happened, what needs to be done differently in the future. My intention is to understand what happened that led to the deadline being missed, what my role in it was, if any, and how to make sure it didn't happen again. And my language needed to reflect that positivity. It needed to bring specific examples. It needed to present and ask 
positively phrased open-ended questions to get her to tell me the answer, to tell me the support, to tell me that what needed to be different so that we could solve the problem together. So mindset, intention, and language. And a good conversation with any member of your team is always a prepared conversation. So you need to prepare a number of things. The first thing is specific examples of what went wrong so that you can get really clear in advance of what you saw and what you were hoping for instead. So what didn't you want to see? What was missed? What could have been better? And unless you're really clear on that, it's very difficult to talk about it. So you need to spend as long as it takes to pause, to gather examples, to analyze and to get that clarity inside you, what isn't happening in the way you want it to happen. And you then need to prepare, well, how are you going to say it? What language are you going to use to communicate what you observed, what you're hoping for instead in a way that's positive and exploratory, that isn't making assumptions, that isn't just making statements, that is actually giving the person the opportunity to let you know why that happened in that way and what led them to doing it that way. Now, this is what my clients really value when we work together is this language piece and also this clarity piece because what I see happening a lot and what's totally normal is to feel a little bit annoyed or a little bit disappointed where somebody's missing the mark, but finding it difficult to kind of put your finger on what it is, how they miss the mark. And sometimes I go back and forward with my clients and, you know, a bit of a dialogue to actually get to the heart of what did you want to see instead? How did you want them to do it? Was it the way they did it or was it what they produced? Like, what is it about it that's leaving you feeling disappointed? And then how do we craft a conversation that's positive and exploratory That's curious, whereby you let the person know that, you let them know what it was instead that you were looking for, and then you get them to explain to you the gap, why it happened, and how they could potentially, and if they think they could potentially bridge that gap in the future. So once you're clear then, and you have your specific examples, and you're clear on what you wanted instead, the next step to prepare for the conversation is to think in advance of what the likely reaction is that you're going to get from the person. You know, once you give them this information, once you share your observations, what likely reaction are they going to have and how you'll handle that reaction? So it's really common when we're going into these conversations to think about them from the perspective of these are the things that I need to say or I need to let them know that this is not good enough. But the nugget of wisdom, the nugget, the juice, the secret sauce here that I want you to hear is to make this a positive and inspirational and energizing conversation is to view this as a two-sided conversation. And to be honest, It's so much easier to think of these conversations in a positive way when you've been through a good hiring process. And it's like you've already, you're already backing your own decision making and you've got, because you've got a solid level of confidence in the person that's sitting in front of you and you've built a little bit of a relationship with them through that hiring process. So for me, with my assistant, I knew I needed to have this conversation with her about the deadline that was missed. And my brain was thinking, well, I know this person is good. I know this person has got the right amount of experience. I know this person has the skills that I need. So I'm not panicking thinking, oh, my goodness, I've made a terrible hiring decision. They lied in the interview. I missed something. I need to unwind this. None of that was happening. I was like, okay, this is different to what I expected. 
I'm still backing my decision. So I'm going to go into this in a curious way with these examples and explore what went wrong here. And thinking how the person might react and how you'll respond to that reaction is part of preparing for this two-sided conversation. So, for example, if you think, oh, they might get a bit defensive because I know how hard they were trying, then you can think to yourself, okay, so if they get defensive, then what I'll do is I'll remind them of how well they're doing in this area and this area to make sure that they're also seeing the big picture of their performance. Or if they brush over my question and try to ignore it, then I'll respond to that by talking about how important this particular task is or this particular responsibility is and I'll talk about the impact of that in the business and I'll rephrase the question and ask it again. So thinking about the person's likely reaction and the language that you'll use really helps you to prepare for a positive conversation. So another part of preparing for this conversation to be as successful as it can be is deciding, well, when's the right time to talk about this? Will I bring this up casually in our next weekly meeting or will I request a different meeting to talk about their performance in general and to bring this up? Now, part of the Rockstar team methodology that I teach my clients is to be having regular catch-ups with each of your team members. And those regular catch-ups are a perfect opportunity to be bringing these things up. And through the hiring process, you've talked about the fact that you'll be having catch-ups, you'll be talking about performance and you'll be giving them lots of feedback. So there's no surprises. Now, if you haven't done that, that's totally fine. There's no time like the present to start regularly catching up with people and letting them know that this is going to be the norm going forward. And the final part of preparing is thinking about how you'll introduce this thing that you need to bring up. And again, preparing in advance will make it less likely to come out in a negative way or feeling like an attack or, you know, trying to like catch the right wording on the fly, which rarely ever goes to plan, particularly if we're feeling a little bit nervous about it. Because ideally you want the introduction to be smooth, to be casual and to come out with a smile. Oh, hey, I wanted to have a chat to you about this that I noticed last week. So let's take a few moments to go through this. And if you're feeling at all uncomfortable about having this conversation, which again is totally normal, either because these conversations might be new to you or it might be bringing up something that feels a little bit tricky for whatever reason, then I really encourage you to practice saying what you need to say out loud. So that's the final step in preparing to have a great conversation is actually sitting with the fact that you might be feeling uncomfortable about this because it's new, supporting yourself to not hide from it, to not stick your head in the sand and supporting yourself to put your best foot forward by actually practicing it out loud. And when you're new to this type of leadership, this type of leadership where you're being brave and you're encouraging people to be the best version of themselves and you're asking for what you want in a really clear way to support the other people around you to produce that, you know, when you're not accepting the status quo, when you're encouraging your business, your systems, your team, your individuals on your team to all be better, these conversations are needed and the skills to have these conversations are not just automatically there because you're transitioning from an entrepreneur into a leader, an entrepreneur and a leader leading people to do the things for you in your business. And practicing smiling or at least not saying the things with a big furrowed brow can be really, really helpful. Practicing saying things out loud with a smile. So the final step, of course, is to then just have the conversation, to do it. Have the conversation in a way that has these positive intentions, 
to support the person, to build on your relationship, to correct and continue them along their path and supporting them to be even better, you know, having the conversation in a way that's curious rather than furious and to be part of the solution, be part of the support system that improves them, not conducting a one-way attack and ultimately just seeing how the conversation goes. So after you've talked about it, you've gotten to the heart of what was going wrong or what could be better, then simply thank the person. Say, thank you for having this conversation with me. Thanks for being open to it and discussing how this can be even better. I'm so happy to have you on the team and I'm excited about what's ahead. Performance enhancing conversations. These are powerful. These are energizing and they're inspiring because they are supportive. The other person will feel energized by what they now realize is possible and with the greater clarity that you've given them around what you want done and how you want it done. And you will have added a layer to your relationship, which means you've invested in the length of your relationship with that person. So it's never, ever a waste of time, even if it's not perfect. Okay, so that is all I've got to share with you today about performance-enhancing conversations. And I would love to hear on the back of this episode what you've heard that's different to the way you've thought about performance conversations in the past. I'd love you to send me an email over at hello at paulamaidens.com or shoot me a DM over on Instagram where I tend to hang out. And my handle over there is Paula Madden's Consulting. Powerful conversations like this is my absolute passion and I love helping my clients with it. And what's really great is it won't take you very long to get into the rhythm of these conversations feeling easy. So I'd love to hear what's landed for you today. So shoot me an email or shoot me a message over on Instagram. And as always, share this podcast with anyone that you think is it's relevant to any entrepreneurs in business. Let's get more people hearing how to have better conversations with their team. Okay, that's it for this week. I hope you've enjoyed and I will be back next week in your ears again. <music>